Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host, Deepak Sharma, and my mission is to realize my potential with the one life that I have. Now, how do I plan on doing this? Well, on this podcast, I chat with experts to break down the building blocks of what it takes to make them successful. Often, we find that we overcomplicate success and that it's really not that deep. This week, I chat with my friend Chris LaCherity, Ottawa's number one luxury real estate agent. Chris has built an extremely successful career through his ability to develop strong relationships, provide exceptional client service, and also close multi-million dollar deals. I'm telling you, Chris's listings are some of the most incredible luxury mansions in the Ottawa, Manatic, and Westboro area that go for two, three, four, five, sometimes six million dollars a piece. But believe it or not, this podcast is not about badass real estate. Bringing in well over seven figures per year, Chris lives a life that many aspire to live and absolutely subscribes to the philosophy of work hard, play hard. However, by the end of this podcast, you'll get to know that Chris is honestly a super humble guy who prioritizes his health, relationships, well-being, as well as mindfulness. These are just some of the topics that he outlines in his book, Seven Figures to Success, which I will link below. Now in this episode, we dive into how he got to where he is today and some of the challenges that he's faced along the way. We chat about his career in sales and his love for cars, but then we also get deeper into talks about the ego, about what really matters in life, and the legacy that he'd like to leave behind. So today's episode is sponsored by TG Athletics. A new chapter in celebrity personal trainer Tony Greco's life has led him to start a new high-performance fitness brand for the athlete and all of us. He's got some amazing programs that will help you stay lean during quarantine and much more coming down the pipeline. Head over to www.tgathletics.com and use the code word DEEP for 20% off all programs at checkout. This podcast is produced by my media and marketing agency, Deep Digital Media. We specialize in all things content creation and podcasts for personal brands and businesses. In fact, we actually also built the whole platform course and program material for TG Athletics that I was mentioning before. And if you want to see if we'd be a good fit to work together, shoot me a DM on Instagram or send me an email at hello at deepaksharma.co. I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. Um, we've got a video version as well. We actually went to Chris LaCherity's house. Uh, to record the episode so you know you could go check that out on youtube as well Uh, but if you're just listening that's cool too um i'd like to ask if you are listening to share this on social media and tag me at deepaksharma.co and just remember guys it's not that deep enjoy chris the charity welcome to the it's not that deep podcast man thank you glad to finally be here it's been a while 100% man I met you over a year ago and we've been trying to kind of make this happen since we've been waiting for the book to come out and all the stars to align but sitting here in your beautiful house and uh, we're getting this thing popping man great to to be here yeah great to have you thank you thanks so much man Um, let's take it back from the beginning man for people who don't know you are a luxury real estate uh, sales representative you're crushing it and when I say luxury these are like the top 1% of homes in Ottawa and around, you've just been crushing it. You've built a really good career out of selling badass homes. And, you know, we could we could link some below and we'll, we'll have this <laughs> website and everything available. But, I mean, you built a hell of a career, man. First of all, congratulations. Thanks. It's a hell of an intro. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have a team. We do it all from rentals to multi-million dollar homes. But that's my specialty is the luxury stuff. I like it for many reasons. 
uh, Tony, who you know well, when I um, uh, first started hanging out with Tony, or well, maybe not even, but years ago, he used to deflect a lot of attention he gets in public and say, this is my, this is my buddy who sells only million dollar plus homes. And I'd say, oh no, no, it's not true. Cause I didn't want to miss out on that everyday bread and butter stuff. And then after a while I just owned it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then I just focused on it and I got to give him credit in so many ways. This right. book, I mean, we'll go on later about it. I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into that uh, yeah. a lot, but let's take it like kind of even further back from that, man. Let, let's talk about, why did you even get into real estate? What was it about real estate that fired you up? Why? I don't know. It seems like a, seems like a path that just subconsciously pushed me there. So yeah. uh, I went to, took business in college and just felt that sales was my thing. Loved cars, started out with Mercedes in, um, on Vancouver Island. Came back here, um, not to plug Marilyn Wilson, but she, <laughs> she was my client. She did high end. She convinced me. Actually, her husband, who's a real gem of a guy, car guy. We bonded. He. Um, He's like, forget cars. Yeah. Well, I just Two saw houses. it. Once I went to their house and saw their life, you gotta, you can't get that in cars unless you own the place. So. Yeah. That drew me, but it's not just the money. It's the rush of the deal and uh, the people that you meet and being around luxury homes for me doing the same thing every day if it was like cookie cutter style homes. It's a great living, but I see some awesome stuff. So, yeah. So, so yeah, that so just... you out about it. Like you're just like, I, I, want, I want the bigger, better, like grand. Yeah, to things. me it didn't seem like work. Exactly, so, okay. I mean, it does now <laughs> at times, Yeah. but uh, it's addictive. I mean, and that's been the secret sauce is just being all in 100% and not even realizing how much... I'm working right because it's it's awesome but that being said you like these big grand homes you like all this you know the kind of bigger better faster life like that's kind of what attracted you you know from going to the cars to now the home so but does that mean like when you got into that you really did just start selling higher ticket homes like or was there like a progression like you got to kind of get your hands dirty a little bit uh, yeah, I seem to have the, the reverse. I got to start right at the top and that's, you know, who I was associated with my, uh, car clients being high end and just going right into that. So that was, I got a taste of it early on. So, right. So, do you, so I guess it's safe to say then that your network is really your net worth. Like you're like living proof of that, of that, you know, it's not really what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, it's a t-shirt for sure. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I, I can see that, man. That's, that's an amazing thing. So what made you, you know, even go, taking them back to cars, what made you good at selling them? What made you, like, what was it about sales that just kind of, I, I can do this, I'm good at this? Uh, I think actually liking them, having the passion. So if I, if I believe in it, I could sell it. If this right. was garbage, I can't really sell it to you. So... A lot of people have said to me over the years, usually younger people, oh, well, they associate salespeople with maybe dishonesty. Mm, they yep. use, use car salesman aspect. To me, it's the polar opposite. If I lose your trust or if I lie to you once, you know, you're never going to trust me again. So yeah. I can't veer off that path. So if you, my, my um, goal or, or without even noticing is to gain your trust. And the yeah. sooner I do that, the sooner I can sell you something. Absolutely. And if there's anything I've learned in my short stint, but I am like, you know, running my own business now is that 
it's a I because I used to have that mindset. I used to I grew up thinking that you know sales is like sleazy or yeah. it's you know gross or it, you know I almost even me myself even though I believed in what I was selling I felt like ah, you know is there something like off here? But then having that mindset shift and realizing that actually it's my duty totally. if I believe in what I'm like you know actually selling to bring that to people who, with the solution. And someone told me this amazing um, way to put it once. It was like, you know, if you had the cure for cancer, you know, and you had it, and I know that's, you know, an extreme example, sure. but if you had the cure for cancer, would you not want to bring it to as many people as possible? And yeah. so it's like almost your duty to do so. It's, it's the same thing with sales. Yeah, it's a good yeah. point. So it, it, what, but what was it then about the, you know, selling Mercedes, like, you know, that you're like, you know what? This is the best car. I do believe in this and you need this in your life. Well, I'd like to say that that was uh, a goal I set out to do, but it wasn't really. I remember um, applying at every car dealership on Vancouver Island. I think I was 21 and I went to a Ford dealership and the manager said, oh, selling cars is like boxing. You don't fight Mike Tyson first. So it's just like diminish, throw mm. out the door. That same day I had a real rapport with the manager at Mercedes and then I felt like I went from, not that there's anything wrong with Fords, but I felt like that that lack of motivation pumped me up for the next interview. Maybe it was the next one, the third one, so long ago I don't remember. But whatever connection we had at Mercedes just made me feel like it just went from there. Like right. it's just your starting at the top and your mindset. It's all mindset. It's like right. you said, if you think you are dishonest or coming across as sleazy, you got to shift that. If you think that you're not good enough, you're not big enough, it's a total mind shift. Yeah, 100%. And I can I can totally see that even in myself because, like, you know, if you're talking about the mindset, leveling up your mindset is one of the big things. And I'm sure, you know, you address it in your book. So why don't we talk about this book real quick? Sure. Yeah, Seven Figures to Success. I mean, you definitely... <clears throat> You've definitely gotten to that level. Now let's talk about how, what made you want to write a book about it. <laughs> uh, total journey and just, again, something that just landed in my lap. Uh, Tony again, just uh, a lot of avenues. Shout out to Tony Greco <laughs> for those listening. We'll definitely talk so, about him. I've got yeah. a whole section of my own talk, but yeah. So he did a book. Uh, the publisher was positive. He's, of course, positive. She convinced me I had a book in me and it was so a little daunting because the whole premise of the book was to create um, a goal, commit to the book and accomplish that goal while writing the book. So right. talk about pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so that, no choice yeah. But to succeed. And you tell yeah. everyone you know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, so that's what got me out of bed every day to really say like, where am I for the year? Where am I going? How am I going to do this? You know, did I fall off the rails of self-doubt? Of course. There's so many things. So I, I try and talk about that in the book and keep it very honest. But um, it's it's more, I wouldn't say it's old school, but it's like hammer it out and get it done. It's not, uh, I don't have any breaks in life. It's just hard work. So And, and for the short time that I have known you, yeah, that's what you've always been about, man. I've never seen you not on the phone. Actually, this is probably the longest I've, I've <laughs> had a conversation with you without <laughs> 20 phone calls and they're coming. It's just your phone's on silent because yeah. you are always hustling. And Tony has even told me 
um, you know, you are working till like 11, 12 at night, picking up calls, dealing with stress. And that's kind of something that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, we'll definitely like dive a bit deeper on some other things, but I wanted to talk about like your management of that stress. How do you deal with such a high pressure job and putting these, you know, more and more on top of that, you know, to kind of reach. Yeah, it's tough. It's a daily struggle um, to this day. I mean, I can't tell you I have it all figured out. And to me and most people around me that are in this business, I find they're people pleasers. And mm -hmm. people can be, you really get to know someone when you're selling their house. So the worst or the best can come out of them. Okay. So you can take a lot of abuse on the road and during the day when you come home, you're a little battled and beat up. Yeah. But well, walk me through some of that stuff, man. <clears throat> like, like if whatever you can share, you know, what, what are some of those lows of lows that, you know, brings it out? I mean, when you're dealing with seven figure valued properties and things inevitably go wrong how sure. are you dealing with that what's what what goes wrong and how do you deal with that well for me i always try to portray myself as if i'm not stressed i don't have any personal problems i'm bringing nothing to the table but the deal right so which i think is great but at the same time they forget you're a human being you maybe you do have to be home by 9 10 or 11. Uh, maybe you can't work seven days a week maybe you want to take advantage of this nice day so if you put off your friends, family, girlfriends, whatever, to live life later, that's the mistake. That, that's what I'm just figuring out now, 16 years in. So that's the next book is the balance. And I don't think there's balance without organization. But to answer your question, people could just, you could, you know, um, lay your jacket across a puddle, so to speak, and do everything for them, red carpet service. But if one of your team members or yourself slips up in any way, the stuff that can come out of their mouth is just unreal. And, yeah. and they talk to you like they pay you. Well, I pay you for this. Well, actually, they don't. You're doing it pro bono, and pulling off a miracle and taking a cut of this astronomical number. You said it was worth 2.5. Well, okay, but we want 2.7. And then you achieve it, but you forgot to send an email that you thought you would that you said you would send because you're with someone else okay. and now you're dirt. Yeah. So yeah. That, that could be extreme, but it could be sometimes it's, it's a lot of times it's not the money. If someone gave you some praise to say, we noticed how hard you worked and like you killed it for us and you cared. That's like, that could make your day where you say, okay, I'm back. I'm sticking with this. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. This is my job. I kill this. Like I'm born for this. But if someone hits you the wrong way, it's just the money is secondary for sure. Well, and I think you brought something really big up there and it's almost like <clears throat> detachment from the outcome is what like, you know, if if you were this perfect stoic person who just not never let anything in good or bad, you know, that's the that's the ultimate, you know, way to just reach the pinnacle of success is like yeah. not being attached to like whether this home sells or not yeah. or whatever. But the thing is, it, it really does matter for you if the home sells or not. Yeah. So you are somewhat attached to the outcome, whether you want to be or not. And then with that being said, the, the buyers, the sellers, everyone, it's just such an emotional process that on paper, you might be a real estate, uh, you know, like sales representative. You might be working in sales, but you're someone's therapist. You're taking care of like, 
you're doing design, you're doing administrative, you're wearing like 50 different hats in a day. And so, you know, you you definitely talk about you have a team and you have people that are going to help you out. Mm -hmm. But even managing them is a full job. So what's that like on top of your duties already? Good question. (laughs) Yeah. If I have a talent, it's listing and selling. My talent isn't, well, as you know, Instagram, uh, marketing, right. uh, advertising dollars. Um, yeah. You know, what should I be doing? I, these calls come into me all day, so it's just, it's crazy. But you got to stay relevant. And then your team, uh, whether they're available, what you pay them, yeah. are they, do they have the do same? Do they want to go on vacation? Yeah. Do they want to do this? Do they want to work evenings and weekends? Yeah, exactly. Do they have the same standard? Luckily, yeah. I have uh, my sister who works with me and she cares. And she puts up with a lot because I can lose my mind a lot too. And yeah. my and my standard is I want everything perfect. Right. And I know it doesn't exist, but I strive for that. Right. And to me, it's business is personal, and I also find it extremely embarrassing if we drop the ball because we're presenting ourselves with this high standard. Right. So if we make some rookie mistake, I'm just I want to like dive into a ditch somewhere i'm just so appalled well, it's a reflection on you and you have built something up for so long yeah that it's just like you don't get it i don't care about whatever money i'm making off this it's actually my reputation yeah and that's way more important you can't really put a dollar sign on that for sure and referrals yeah. someone refers you someone you have to knock it out of the park every time yeah you just mess up once and then that whole ripple effect goes the opposite way yeah, actually, I never thought about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I always think about like positive referrals because I just have this ultra belief that oh, I'm a, I'll deliver. Yeah, I'm not worried about not delivering. Yeah, but it could happen. Like it, it happens to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's, and and that people talk and and you could have lost a lot of business. I see it happen with a lot of people. You know, where it's like you piss one guy off and. He tells his 10 close buddies and then you just lost. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's actually almost that's it, it's more amazing that you've been able to build what you built. It's like a run that you've been on. It's like a streak. It's like, you know, how many years have you been doing this now? 16. But 16. as you say that, um, colleagues of mine, we just talked about this the other day. We still feel like we're a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like it could end tomorrow. Right. So there's always an anxiety. There's an anxiety to get there. There's an anxiety when you're there. How am I going to keep this up? Every January 1st, you start from zero. It's not like, oh, you make a million dollars a year, every year, and it's that's your salary. No, you make nothing. Yeah. You start from zero. So it's hard to... But uh, is that what motivates you? Is, is that one of the things, that anxiety, is that yeah, one of the things sure. that drives you? Yeah. Yeah? I tried uh, years ago before all this, before real estate, to more of a nine-to-five sales job and... Um, you know, knowing what I'm going to make and budgeting that for the rest of my life and trying to, to me, uh, it's not my mentality. I need the unknown, the uncertainty, yeah. superstardom versus bankruptcy. Somewhere in there yeah, the just makes me high. That, though, it's yeah. like most people can't fathom or deal with that um, yeah. uncertainty, yeah. that day-to-day uncertainty, right? And you Makes know, you feel I'll, alive. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of what I was going to say. You mentioned it to me before, the, the rush. Yeah. You know, it's like you experience this rush of, um, you know, when you're when you're doing these massive deals, so much has to go right. 
It's yeah. almost like I, I equate it almost to like a, a sports team going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So much has to go right for you. To eat. All the preparation, all the unpaid work, all the hours, all the grind. And yeah. then when you do close, when you do win that Super Bowl, that's when you can be like, man, let's go. Yeah. Like, you know, you could. You could yeah. But the, the key is to do more of that, though, yeah. to celebrate the wins. That's a mistake of mine, too. Right. So just, you don't do that enough, you say. No. Interesting. Because, no, no. you know, it's very easy. I, you know, I don't know you that well, but it's very easy to think, you know, you're a very work hard, play hard type of guy. It's like, you know, you got this big ass mansion yourself. You got the cars, you got the toys, you know, always, you know, doing, doing, doing something big. But that's just, that's also then social media and stuff like that. Yeah. People don't see the other 99% of the time. So talk to me about celebrating the wins now. What do you do differently from what you've done before? Um, well, that's something I have to work on still. I mean, COVID sucks because you can't travel. Yeah. So traveling, getting out of your bubble is the only way. Because yeah. if you're here, your phone's going off, you're not, you're not, you're not there, you're not in the moment. Yeah. So to really get away from it and have it set in just, you know, where you came from. Yeah. Just a kid from Chelsea who, you know, yeah. my teachers told me I wouldn't amount to anything. So I have a coach who, uh, same thing, Brian Buffini, and he has a private jet, and he says about his English teacher that always said that, yeah. God bless her, I love flying over her house with my <laughs> private jet. So it's not quite there, but yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of that. Like yeah, it, it's a, a pat, chip, a pat on, on the back. The shoulder. Yeah, yeah. But at the, as I was telling you before when we were talking, um, it's all kind of hollow. That's not what it's about. So doing all that work to get there and realizing, geez, that didn't feel half as good as I thought it would. You know, not that I don't appreciate it, but life is life passes you by when you're hustling at that rate and you got to figure out why you're doing it. And when you get there is when you realize, why am I doing it? What's the next step and what's life all about? So now purpose is huge yeah. for me. What's mm -hmm. my purpose? What what am I going to do? Absolutely. You man. know, what's the meaning behind it all? This is big. This yeah. is big. And I think this is a topic that, you know, people, people glaze over when they're so... Um, obsessed with an outcome with a I have to reach these goals I have to do yeah. X if I get this then I will be happy I'll worry about it later yeah. I'll worry about it later you know that mentality and I've seen so many people um, you know who have reached milestones that are insane like some yeah. of the biggest things you could possibly accomplish in yeah. human existence be like the same it like there's more there's something yeah they're else. still working they're still they're you always still wonder working. why yeah, they make a hundred million dollars, they don't want a billion. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, it's not about, like, you, I don't think you ever, and this is something I'm finding, man, it's like, I don't think you ever, like, arrive at, like, a destination where it's just like, I won, I got it all, whatever. That has to come from within. You have to actually do that kind of work internally, whether you have all the stuff or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that has to be, you know, I, I, someone told me once, like, if you can't be happy without money, you won't be happy with money. And obviously, money can solve a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. A lot of people's problems are directly tied to money. I'm not talking about going from being in poverty and eating ramen noodles <laughs> to making like, you know, 80K. Yeah. I'm talking, you know, that 150 to 250. What's really the difference? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so at that point, now you got to like start doing what you're talking about figuring out your why 
what is your why you know what are you trying to do and so how are you trying to do that now like what's what what kind of strategies are you um, embarking on to kind of figure that purpose that kind of stuff out now well instead of reading books on how to get wealthier that's all i ever read yeah. the these types of books that i just wrote yeah but i would read more like these ones you saw eckhart tolle um, the monk who sold his Ferrari, Robin, Robin uh, Sharma. Yeah. So those aren't those are those are spinning it the other way, making you realize what the hell's going on and are you present? And as uh, simple as that may sound, I'm noticing all all the time when I'm not present and you start you start leaving the now. Now is all we have. So not to get to uh, that depth with yeah, them, yeah. but but it's just so true. So 100%. what I say to people that are striving, oh. How am I going to get there? How am I going to do it? Or they compare themselves to someone of great wealth. Usually someone of great wealth is considerably older than you and I. And that person of great wealth and knowledge would trade places with you and I in a second. So that that's also another way how I overcome any intimidation walking into some multimillionaire's house. You know, sometimes I think, well, why am I a little nervous for this listing? Well, it's because it's so-and-so. But there's nothing to be nervous about. If you stripped us of all our worldly uh, possessions and threw us naked in a snowbank, they're yeah. going to look to me to save them. Yeah. I'm more physically the yeah. alpha male yeah. Yeah. than that person. So yeah. so that makes me realize, you know, the hierarchy of importance that society puts on us is kind of irrelevant. I couldn't have said it any better, man. <laughs> and it's really reframing that thought in that way where it's like, okay, what's, what really matters? Yeah. You know, what, what, like, what is it really that, you know, everyone's in constant chase it's yeah. a constant like even like the nine to fivers like like you know even people who are you know, whatever it is it's status games yeah you know and, you get and, caught up in that stuff too it's so easy to like you know what i'm saying like the monk who got his fire i haven't read that book it's been um <laughs> me neither yet actually <laughs> it's been recommended to me a lot but uh you know <laughs> the, he probably had like a Ferrari and someone probably had an even better model. And it's, you know, it's, it's an endless chase. And I think The Power of Now, I think that's another book that's in this whole category. And I'm trying to learn about this stuff now because I know I'm going to be extremely wealthy. Yeah. Like I already won. I know I already, you are too. I know I'm going to do some <clears throat> incredible things in my life. Yeah. But those aren't actually like the things that drive me. Obviously, I want to be rich. Obviously, I want, you know, uh, financial freedom. Obviously, I want freedom of relationships, time, money, you know, health, wealth, everything. I want that all, right? Mm -hmm. But it's this this happiness thing that everyone talks about, right? And I think I, I really try to deconstruct that. Like, people who are happy, like, what do they have that people that are not have? And it's just that, it's that mindfulness, it's that ability to be in the now. And I know it sounds so woo-woo and it sounds so like, I'm like, you know, I know a lot of people will dismiss this stuff right away, but for me, I've had to kind of go within and figure out a lot of things in my brain, a lot of self-limiting beliefs that I had personally around money, around relationships, around all kinds of stuff that I had to kind of unwind and work on. And now I'm realizing, oh, okay, that financial freedom, that's important. Absolutely. And I'm not telling people go be a monk and just go sit in a, you know, you know, mountain and just start meditating. Right. But that other thread, that happiness thing, that's something that you got to work on just as much as, you know, all these 
collection of things and accolades and goals and whatnot. You actually do have to figure out, well, what is it that actually makes me happy? Not, not him, not her, yeah, not, you know, totally. not, you know, what's going to impress this person or how can I flex on this, you know, do this or that. It's like, no, no, what actually like have a conversation with yourself. What actually fires me up? What gets me going? What make, wakes me up in the morning? And you know, the only thing that did that for me, Chris, fucking pen and paper dude sit down and just be alone with your thoughts and literally write it down yeah. and just work it out with yourself i'm like mm-hmm. okay well you know what because me currently i'm working a nine-to-five job i have a nine-to-five job mm-hmm. i know that's not making me happy i'll say it yeah i'll say it but <laughs> I, I know that i'm not wired for that right yeah but it's paying my bills and this and that but then what will okay well this is an equation of of uh time Right. I want to open up my time and have freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now that's also an equation of money. Okay. So how do I get that? Okay. Boom. Figured that out. Okay. What else do I need? Okay. Well, I want blah, 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 blah. Writing this shit down before it was just like, oh, I need to get rich. Yeah. Uh, that's the only answer. Uh, once I get rich, then I'll be happy and see that like anxiety is what so many people get caught in. And not so, to go off on these crazy No, the fact that you have that knowledge now, I don't know how old you are, you've told uh, 24, me. 24, 24. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so I wish I talked like that at 24. You should have heard me. I was cocky, I was arrogant. And hey, I, I was wrong. I thought it was about something else. Absolutely. You know, you always think you're happy. You're having a good time. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, totally. What makes you happy? Not everyone else. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's what society's problem is. I think it's, a, I, it's, it's an identity thing. Yeah. I think so many people get wrapped up in what is my identity? Who am I? Yeah. And what can I portray to, to the world? I, what, what are they going to think when they see my social media or my yeah. new car or my new this or that? Yeah. What's this girl going to think if I wear you know this brand? Subconsciously, these are all these things that we've been kind of programmed to think, For right? Sure. And so even through this podcast, I've seen like I'm learning from all these people who have done amazing things and other people who have done amazing things in like terms of their mind and stuff. And so just learning these kinds of tips, I'm like, okay, avoid that, do more of that. So like for people listening, something I started doing was meditating. And I used to think it was complete, like, what are you talking about? I'm going to meditate, I'm a fucking football player, (laughs) I'm an athlete, I know how to get in the zone. I need to sit and breathe, right? Started doing it every day for 10 minutes. That's it, that's all I do. And it's made a dramatic impact. I'm just a more calm dude. Even when shit's hitting the fan, even when business things are not going right, even when blah, 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 things are on fire, I'm just, you can ask anybody. I'm just like a more calm, zen dude. And, you know, I'm saying things, I'm doing things like affirmations now. I don't know if you've heard of those. Yeah, of course. But, you know, saying things out loud and actually believing them because yeah. your brain does not know the difference between um, you saying something that may not even be true or are you just saying it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your brain will believe it. And so anyways, I'm going off on this crazy tangent. Let's, let's bring it back to, let's bring it back to everything that you're about now, man, because people listening now, they want to know about real estate. They want to know about, okay, what is it that sets you apart from a normal real estate agent or someone who's just, you know, either investing in real estate or selling it? What sets you apart in terms of, you know, what you're able to do in this field? Um, there's a lot of, I think there's 3,300 agents, although I've been saying that for years in Ottawa. 
Probably more now, man. Yeah, and everyone has their thing, and that's the great part. You could be a great agent in any aspect of the field. You could have whatever image you want, slick suit wearing, shorts and a t-shirt, whatever. Um, there's a lot of people I noticed that figure it's about the image, which I don't think it is, but being able to build a network and retain that network and being relational instead of transactional, I think is huge. So the rest will take care of itself. So if you're transactional, you're constantly pumping out flyers or whatever your thing is, flyers might be dating myself a bit. <laughs> but if you're doing that, yeah. as soon as you stop, your business is over. Right. But if you're building a network of people that you keep in contact with, you've given them outstanding service, they give you referrals, yeah. um, that's a business that's growing and growing and it just, you could stop doing all the advertising and so on, it just keeps coming. Right. But my phone rings to this day, if I'm having a day where I'm just, I haven't booked anything and then someone calls and a, a lead just comes in for a massive listing or even a, any type of listing, I'm totally flattered. I mean, that's the ultimate yeah. um, sort of fruits of your labors, if you will, that, that you know you're doing something that pays off. So, and I'm sure a lot of people do it, but what I would bring to the table differently is just, you know, my network, my knowledge, my perseverance. I mean, there's just... Half the time, the seller's my biggest um, roadblock. I'm dealing with that right now in an extreme case. Um, so they'll be so negative. Oh, there's no way this house will sell for $3 million. Oh, the sky's falling. The economy sucks. Uh, we've missed the boat. You'll never get it. And then you get an offer. And usually an offer on a house that's $3 million, lately it seems, is half a million under. So I'm happy to be showing up with $2.5 million in my hand and the seller wants to tell me to go screw myself. Yeah. So then I have to like spend all my energy to say, just give me a counter. Yeah. Give me a hundred grand, counter at 2.9 and watch me go. Yeah. Here's six examples I've done in the last three months. Mm -hmm. um, and it just goes over their head and they either won't give you one or they'll say, don't counter, counter a full price or five grand off. In the book, it tells you that's the total opposite of what right. you should do. So. You could walk away and think, oh my God, my career sucks. Why did I get into this? Or realize that we always have job security because people don't know how to do this. This is an art. Sales is an art. And I'm sorry for the people that get in it that think that they could just discount or whatever and become successful. You got to hone your skills on that right. sales aspect of the business. To yeah. me, that's huge. So sales is key. I think that's a very, very big point and something that I'm learning, even running my own business now. Yeah. If I strip anything else aside, all, all you could take everything else away. The only thing that matters at the end of the day is sales. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate that it's true because I don't think I'm a natural, uh, I don't think I'm natural at sales, but I do think that it's something that you get better at by putting reps in. And I'm, I'm finding, I'm, you know, on yeah, cold calls and just being on the phone and just getting more comfortable and not being so dependent on getting a yes, I'm getting more yeses. And like, yeah. I'm learning so much more about just listening more. Like yeah. That's a big thing. That's a huge like, you know, I used Two to ears, just... one mouth. That's huge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I used to think, I have to sell. Yeah. I have to convince these people to do business with me, right? And what a, what a flawed mentality. <laughs> now it's just like, if someone's calling me, I already know they want to work with me. Yeah. Now it's just like, okay, like, how can I help you? Like, what are we like? How like what's what's going on? Let's let's have a conversation. Yeah. And then they're shutting up. Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> That's like one of the biggest things I've learned. So what are some of your like legit practical tips? 
you know, whether it be selling multi-million dollar mansions or selling cars or something smaller, what are some tips for sales that you can give people? Well, you touched on one that reminded me of something. So a classic sales move would be to say your piece. So say you come at me with something and I counter. Yeah. So I tell you, no, I'm, that's not what we're going to do. We're coming back at you this price. And these are the reasons why. Um, so if I'm saying that to a client or even another agent, because that's who you're negotiating with, you lay your cards on the table, you tell your spiel, and then you shut up. And then they say, I learned that in car sales, the he who speaks first loses. So that uncomfortable silence, a lot of people throw in a, a giggle, a something that shows they're not confident with what they just threw out there. Yeah. So if you could throw it out there with confidence and just sit back and wait. I remember teaching that to a young guy who worked for me and I had a woman across my desk. And I told him, I'm gonna, she's very difficult to deal with. I'm going to lay it out there. Don't say a thing. That uncomfortable silence was probably a minute and a half, which seemed like an eternity. And he was wringing his fingers through his hair. He was pacing by my desk. He couldn't handle it. Yeah. Now, in that case, turns out she won. <laughs> she was she was crazy aggressive. Yeah. But usually, it's a it's yeah. an uncomfortable thing. Oh, dude, I I experienced this, and you know, at first, when I was my first idea was, you know, I'm just gonna help people only run their podcast, and I didn't even really fully even believe that anyone would pay me. X amount of dollars to do this. I didn't yeah. even fully believe it. So already I'm fucked. But then <laughs> now I'm getting on the phone with people trying to convince them that, hey, like, yeah, you need a podcast. Da, 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 da. And someone told me, like one of the, uh, a coach uh, that I know, he told me, he's like, well, what you need to do is you need to go in the mirror, look at yourself dead in the eye, say your retainer, what you want, and just say it, fully believe it, and then go say it to that person the exact same way. Yeah. I did that, I closed. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. There's yeah, something you, here. You believed it. So. I just had to believe it. It comes <laughs> yeah. back to it's basically an affirmation. Yeah. It's literally saying price is twenty five hundred a month. Yeah. That's what it is. And not being not be beating yourself up if it's like, ah, it's not gonna work, no problem. That's that's you're you're fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. not growing your shit that's not a reflection on me you know yeah. what i'm saying it's and your I, value exactly it's not it's not your cost it's not your bill it's your value your value that you've put on yourself that you feel is worth what you're providing is 2500 bucks a session or an yeah, hour yeah, or whatever yeah. it is um so if you believe that that's going to come across in your body language and your tone yeah and everything thousand percent man so yeah you got you got to figure it out <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I got it figured out, man, but I'm, I'm learning. And, and the one thing I will say, coming back to what you are saying before about sales, is that I can strip everything else away. But being good at sales is recession-proof. It's whatever-proof. As long as you could do that, it's just a function of how many people you're going to hit up. And then you could pay people to do any of the other things, right? And I think you've built a pretty successful business on that principle like you're not running a brokerage where it's a little bit more nuanced or not a brokerage but your own like you know your own real estate firm where you have to manage all these different things you're you've made it clear that your strength is the sales yeah right and everything else can figure itself out and yeah. obviously it requires a little bit of attention and delegating and outsourcing all the stuff but you know what you're good at and you're leaning in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to your, uh, you know, honing a skill, there's a debate I have with friends all the time. Is sales 
something you, you either have it or you don't, or is it something you can develop? And that even being in sales my whole life, that I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Mm. I don't think you're just born with it. I think that you, some people just seem like they'll never, you could say that person will never get it. They're never, they're just not that type of personality. But I do think it can, that skill can be honed. So you will, I mean, you're, I think you're good at it now, but if you, if that's your concern, you'll hone that skill. Right. And, and what it has to be is what's comfortable for you. You couldn't mimic what I do or what someone else is to, right, does right. because it's not going to come across as natural. So that's you have to thing. believe it. It has to be just your swagger and how you do it. And that's 100%. it. It works for you. And I think like what you're really just saying is like literally be you. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't try to be somebody else yeah. because that's never going to come off real and people will see right through it. For Anybody sure. who's ever done any kind of negotiation before will just destroy you because you're not <laughs> even sure of yourself. Yeah. And that, it, it all comes back to the mindset piece, man. Yeah. It all comes back to like actually having that confidence, actually having... You know, being able to look in the mirror and actually believe what you're saying. And so I love that stuff, man. But let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how other ways that you take care of yourself. I know, you know, I'll give a big shout out to Tony Greco, uh, our mutual friend and your personal trainer. How long have you guys known each other and, and, and what role has he played in your fitness journey and, and otherwise? Uh, we've probably known each other couple decades but we really intensely hung out you know i don't know what it is eight years i might be wrong on that but um yeah just always had uh you know obviously he's positive but once we really sort of start working out together and hanging out just a guy that brings if i talk negative i he tunes me out yeah i'm just like oh shit i went on the negative route he's not listening to me yeah which i love and he supported me more than anybody i mean i put him second to my mother in the acknowledgements he pushes me he yeah. we collaborate uh, we'll do some st we might hit the road with these books who knows where this takes us yeah. but um you know one of the things in there is about surrounding yourself with greatness which is an obvious thing you've heard a million times before i have to tell you it's true because that becomes your new normal so and it's a subconscious thing you're you're, you're getting that through osmosis all of a sudden You've increased your lifestyle. Yeah, you're in a bigger home. Your mortgage is is paid down. You know, you're now you've yeah. you've hit the milestone that you set for yourself for earning. Your next step is well, everyone at the table seems to have a net worth. That's my new goal. Is these guys are a little older than me, but they've all sold companies or done well. So now my focus isn't on what I'm bringing in, but that's my vehicle. It's my net worth. But at the same time, what do we all talk about? The end game. When's it enough? When right. are we going to pull the plug and hit the have beach houses together? <laughs> so yeah, we man, travel yeah. together. We don't sit around and talk about money when we travel. We talk about life. We drink great wine. Yeah. We tell they're the funniest guys. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not with them to get something out of them financially. I'm drawn to their everyone at the table successful, but everyone's hilarious in their own right. So. Absolutely, man, and it's it's enjoying life. Yeah. You know, it's, you gotta have some fucking fun. You gotta enjoy it as well. Otherwise, right? what's the point? For yeah. sure. Exactly. It's a big thing. And leveling up the people you're around, that's one thing that, you know, I had to have a very tough discussion with myself as well as like, who am I around? It's and the hardest thing. Whether these people, these could be some of my, you know, you think are your closest friends. Yeah. These are like people you hang out with, these people you love, these people 
are they bringing me up or are they bringing me down to their level? Yeah, the best way to really notice, and, and there's, there's times in my life where I thought, well, geez, if I shunned everyone that didn't wish me well, I wouldn't have any friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but a lot of people don't wish you well, and why is that? That's you know, so it's weird. just wrong. It's, it's, it's so apparent in so many people. Yeah. But why would you wish someone else? Uh, like if you ever you've caught yourself doing it, maybe um, you got you to gotta flip that. It's the same as a coach or someone once said this. If you were, say, in a sales office and someone walks by that beats you every month and you say, oh, there goes so-and-so, they'll probably get top salesperson again this month. Why are you giving them so much credibility? You don't even like them. Yeah. So why don't you, you uh, flip that upon yourself? But if that person is winning at life, instead of hating them, Maybe collaborate with something. Them. Yeah. 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 No, and I've, that's something that I've had to kind of, you know, really do that audit and yeah. figure out, okay, like, it's yo, constant. Yeah. What, what's, you know, is this person actually leveling me up? And then when you are around people who you know, they force you to up your game just because you're like, this guy's fucking doing this, this, and this, and this, and yeah. he's younger than me. Yeah. And he's like, this company and that company doing, making me feel lazy. Yeah. I need to be around that guy more because yeah. if he could do all this, this, and this, and this, I know I could too. But then when you're around, you know, other people who are like, oh, no, let's grab a beer, let's say, let's kick it, let's do this and that, like, oh, it's the weekend. Or like, you know, you know the people like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's like, I love you, man, but no, I'm not going to grab a beer. I got work yeah. to do. I got shit to do. Yeah, and it's not to say that, uh, you know, you, you surpass someone so you drop them at the curb no, or anything. No, no, that's not what it is. But uh, so people might mistake that. It's easy to say, I want to, you know, go in a little deeper with this. One of the best books I read was um, You Were Born Rich. Mm. And what that does is it alleviates that misconception about money. Sometimes when I talk about money, I think, I don't want to talk about that too much. People think that's all I'm about. Money is a tool. That's all it is. So as soon as you can let that guilt associated with money go, wherever that came from, yeah. and realize it's a tool and has to be recycled back yeah. in society, it becomes <laughs> like a breakthrough. I had that breakthrough. Yeah. And, and it was realizing that <clears throat> money is abundant. It's going to transfer hands regardless yeah why not get in the way of that what yeah. what what's stopping you from getting in the way of that and it is like you said it's programming it, it's it's how society has kind of conditioned you and me I, I grew up with you know immigrant parents um you know super into hard work and yeah. I, I, i'm not saying there's anything wrong with hard yeah. work but if hard work equaled wealth then construction workers and plumbers would all be multi-cajillionaires. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just not the equation. That's just not it. it there's an abundance of wealth, money, and you know, people, connection, relationships, positivity out there. For it's sure. just framing yourself for getting in the way of that and providing value to the world. And it will come. Like, like you said, money is a tool. That's one of the first things I learned from our friend Tony Greco. It's like, Money is just a result. Like, don't worry about money. Do the right, do the thing that you need to do. Yeah. Work your ass off. No one's saying not to work your ass off. I mean, like, we, we can see, like, you work your ass off. But yeah. that's not the only part of the equation. No. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Mm. Kind of wrapping up on TG there. One last thing I want to talk about in terms of training. What, what is it? What is it about training with Tony Greco that's different than any other kind of training you've done before? Any kind of 
you know, workouts or, or any of that that you've done before? Yeah, good question. Um, uh, you've experienced, I'm sure. So it's a mental thing as well. Just a, just a Zen, like working out outside behind his house in what we call the jungle, fire going, uh, eight in the morning, it, just the, the whole process of it is, yeah. it's almost like I've, I've talked about this on another podcast, almost like a spa experience. Yeah. You know, you're totally relaxed, but totally energized at the same time. The vibe. So, I've been uh, back there and I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. And you obviously yeah. train a lot. So, you know, we were programmed to do these little, what I call meathead workouts, like more weight, yeah. repetition, same thing over and over again. So I pound those out downstairs a couple of times a week. And sometimes I think, oh no, I need to do a meathead workout, not train with Tony. But no, when I go there, he switches it, yeah. totally fucks me up. Yep. And I'm gassed and my body's so pumped in such a different way. Yep. And uh, all my small muscles, my like legs thrust, oh, yeah. like everything is just because it's never backwards. the two same workouts. Yeah, it's never that he puts you through the exact same two, you know, yeah. workout programs, and it's always some crazy lunge to press, snatch, jump off this box. It's like your body's like, brother, <laughs> what do you like? What do you want me to do? Here? Yeah, and so that's how you grow. That's, that's but so good for the mind, as I'm sure you you agree. Yeah. I can't go. I can go two days, but three days, I'm not pleasant to be around I need to get that in because you can't take all this pressure and stress without having an outlet Absolutely. and that outlet just grounds you and uh, you know you don't feel like a broken down vehicle you're 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 um, rejuvenated so Absolutely, man. a no. must for me anyway it's a must everyone has their thing that's my thing working out and working has been the 95% of my life which is Maybe something I should change, but um, yeah, the hard work, like you were saying, that's like, that's an element. I have another mentor and friend of mine, Donald Abraham. He's all hard work and he's done extremely well, but there is a happy media. There is a, there is a, uh, you got to shut it off. You've got to, you got to plan more, you know, you got organization to me is the key um, to any sort of balance. Right. Love that, man. And uh, kind of switching gears a little bit, something you mentioned earlier that I did want to talk about. What's the role of ego that you see and, and is probably so surrounded, you're surrounded by it when dealing in the industry that you're in? How is that like, how's, how do you navigate that? How do you navigate people's ego? How do you navigate even your own ego? Yeah. How do you keep things at bay? How do you keep everything in check? I'm glad you asked. That's my new favorite word ego because that's what i'm reading about that's what i'm focusing on ego is responsible for so many of our mistakes really if you were to insult me and i take it personally it's actually my ego that got in the way because of how i perceive myself so mm -hmm. an example would be um a lot of you know you watch these shows million dollar agents all that stuff and these um agents that get into the business get a little bit of a success you can kind of fast track get lucky or hard work whatever you could you could get to like a, a pretty decent income pretty fast and you can tell when someone's not used to success and to me that's all you're broadcasting to the world is i just got a little bit of success and right. i'm totally not used to it i don't know how to handle myself <laughs> right, right, right. so i'm arrogant as fuck uh, <laughs> and that's okay, yeah. total ego and that just comes across all the time and what i tell everyone um you know, in a real estate deal, it's never about us as the agent. 
But right. so many agents let their ego get in the way of the deal. I did this. Yeah. I, I what does this mean for me? Yeah. How is this going to make me look? Yeah. It's not about you. No. You're in there to facilitate the deal and make it happen. Yeah. You're not there to, you know, it's not for your name to be in lights or get recognition for it. Right. That's why you get paid well. And what role do you think social media and all this, you know, this, this world that we live in now, you know, plays in that? Huge. I, I mean, it's I'm, I'm bad at it. Social media, <laughs> you have to do some stuff, but I don't agree in everyone doing the same thing. A lot of videos, people don't want to hear us talking. They're like maybe come in, come out. That's my theory. And maybe I'm wrong. I just think that, um, yeah, be real. Yeah. Don't be like everyone else. Portray yourself as real. A, a yeah. self-deprecating person is someone I want to be around. <laughs> so, someone that's just the winning all the time. Yeah. Like Harvey Specter. He gets yeah. on my nerves on yeah. suits. Like lose. Yeah. Lose the fight. Yeah. Get punched yeah. out. Like something. You can't be good at everything, Harvey. That's, so, that's true. That's yeah. true. You need to kind of have that in check. You need to be checked sometimes. You got to yeah. be brought back down to earth. And I think that's, that's an important trait to have. And, and you know, just being humble, a little bit yeah. more humble. And a lot of people talk about being humble. It's it's kind of a funny like play because some of the people who talk about being humble the most are the least humble people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so it's, it's so great to see sometimes someone just like, Oh yeah, I'm you know, I I love doing this and this and this for I you know, this organization and this charity and this and that and it's like, Oh, yeah. I get it now. It's like that's uh, that's for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's not do for it me. quietly. Don't tell the rest of the world. Exactly. It's but, like uh, you've seen those videos of people give like a homeless person like you know ten thousand bucks or something. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you had to make a video of it, didn't you? You yeah. had to show the entire world that you gave. And you know, there's arguments from both ways. Some people think, oh, it's a positive thing. You got to show the world. But to me, it's like if you really wanted to just do some some great, just give the homeless person ten per thousand bucks. Yeah, don't, don't broadcast make a thing it. Out of it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, but, and it's okay. I mean, be honest. Everyone likes a compliment. Oh yeah. I was just telling you earlier how a compliment from a client could make your day. Absolutely. Or even save you that week from quitting. Yeah. But uh, my sister again, I mentioned who works for me, of course, because I'm her brother, uh, and my girlfriend thinks this too. I'm sure. I just put myself on a couple billboards, so they're like, "Oh, here he goes again—a life-size photo of himself." I, I coming saw him in. driving in, Chris. <laughs> I, I wanted to make a, I wanted to make a so little. So I have fun with it. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put a blinking light on my tooth," you know. So, but why not? I yeah, mean, it's—am yeah. I really that full of myself? No. Do I have to put myself out there? Yeah, I can't be famous hiding behind a tree. I gotta—I gotta make it happen. I gotta exactly. be Mr. Personality, but at the same time. It's sometimes it's embarrassing. Sometimes it's not. Everyone's going to judge you, but in this world, everyone's going to judge you anyway. They're Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. That's uh, this is a conversation I was having with a good friend of mine, and it was not about necessarily the billboards, but something a little bit more in my domain now, which is like the social media, yeah. the the TikTok and the Instagram and all this kind of mm-hmm. shit, and. It's this balance that we talk about there, right? It's like, how much do you want to show people, look what I'm up to, look what I'm doing, this and that. Yeah. But at the same time, be cool about it. Like, it's yeah. not like, look at me, look at me. It's like, well, this is what I'm doing. Check it out. Maybe you could do it too. Maybe we could do it together. And yeah. that, that's a, such a small, there's a fine line between those two things. But I think if you do more of this, people will see. And once they get to know you, Oh, he's not like a 
full of himself douchebag who just only cares about himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a actually, lot of people think that. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they do, right? But like, you know, when you actually boil it down, when I sit across from you, I actually see a very humble guy. I see a guy yeah, who's not overstating anything that he's doing. He's not like, come look at this, like check this shit out, blah, blah. You're just like, yeah, man, like I, I actually want to help people. And, you know, we've got this book to prove it where you actually want to help people get to where you've gotten and you you get pretty deep in there, man. You talk about some really personal and emotional things. So why don't we give people a little bit of a sample of that? I know you're very close with your mother. Why don't we talk about that story that you were once telling me about? I, I think people should hear about that. Uh, sure. Yeah, my mom is a career artist, so she never really, she always struggled with money. And that's what I grew up in. I uh, Parents were divorced. My dad was the polar opposite, came from wealth, exuded wealth well-dressed, always in a suit, um, probably responsible for some of my, you know, whatever I'm going through now. But um, but I took the, the best from both. I like to think we're all messed up at some point from our childhood, but my mom gave me confidence. So I owe my mom everything. I give her everything I can and I'm going to keep increasing it. Yeah. And that doesn't feel, uh, that's not out of any other, that doesn't come from any other place than, you know, how could I, live a life if she doesn't live a similar one you know or my mom's pretty low-key but she in the 80s I talk about her friends and the dinner parties and that's why I got into cars I mean I think I was born loving cars but her friends were high flyers with these cool cars and yeah. I just would watch them I was supposed to be in bed but I was listening and, and they're having a good time and uh you know, when I turned 40, they would message me and they're more like in their 70s and they say, I can't believe you're 40. And I'd say to them, yeah, it's great. But it seemed like you guys were having a better time. <laughs> so, so that just kind of gave me a, um, a forecast of what I wanted. So yeah. it's a bit of, I remember as a kid being a bit of a daydreamer. And then, um, you know, sometimes you get a deja vu in life and I'm living the exact moment that I daydreamed about as a kid. Right. It's like, there's That's definitely crazy. a connection here. There's definitely a, the a reason. Full circle yeah. Like that. yeah. Wow, man. So. That's awesome, man. And then, you know, tell us about buying your mom a, a, a car. Talk, yeah. to, talk so, to us about that. I didn't post that on Instagram or anything, <laughs> but, uh, but that was a nice feeling. Um, you know, my mom loves BMWs and she had bought herself one I used one and I, I noticed that she loved the brand and, and it kind of gave her a little more dignity in the sense that she got that for herself and she loved it. But one day I moved it out of my driveway and I had two ridiculous cars in the driveway and I couldn't even see out of it. I had to scrape the window from the inside and the and the headlights were dim. So I thought, I, got, I can't let my mom drive this car anymore. So I brought her down to the dealership, uh, to a BMW dealership and she thought I was just buying another car. So I put her in this car. I said, what do you think? Do you like? So oh, I love this car. And then she focused on that car. Same color, everything. And I had the same car in the showroom, in the drive-thru with a bow on it. And I just said, yeah, I think the same car's over there. And then she sat in again. But we had it all planned out. Sales guy was great. And then uh, I said, yeah, I think someone's getting this for Christmas. Wouldn't that be great? And she said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. So I hand her the key. She starts bawling. Oh, <laughs> and, yes. and she wouldn't even drive it home. And then she called me the next day and said, like, was that a joke? And I was like, no, Mom, I wouldn't <laughs> joke about this. But <laughs> That'd be a cruel that, joke. That, but... that highlight, I can't remember any feeling of buying my own cars that gave me that, but that's what life's all about. So as cliche as that might sound, whether you're doing that for your parents, 
or you're doing it for someone who uh, the chapter in here is sending the elevator back down. If um, someone got into real estate and I was uh, a catalyst to their success in any way, that's what I think will replace my rush of the deal. So if I go the brokerage route and I filter myself out of sales, my rush is now going to be other people's success and helping them close a deal and getting their uh, career going. I could see that, man. I could yeah. definitely see that being, you know, the second act. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, like, for you sure. know what? Like, I did it all now. Check those boxes. Now it's how can I help others do yeah. the same thing? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I saw that. I heard this quote once and it stuck with me. It was like, the mark of a true leader is one who makes leaders. Yeah. And that stuck with me, man. It's like, I want to do that. I'm, I'm in no position to do that right now. But whoever I'm around, I want to level them up. And even in my capacity that I can now, why not level up together? It's not a zero-sum game. It's not because Chris is winning, I'm losing. Yeah. Let's win together. 100%. You know what I'm saying? We also touched on something where you you almost limited yourself and said, I'm in no place to do that. You're uh, totally in a place fair, to do it. Fair. You just yeah, don't you realize it. You so, yeah, no, but no. I did it too. The yeah, book, yeah. I said, I don't have a book in me. I haven't got there yet. That's true. And it was, it was Tony and the publisher that said, you are there, but then you compare yourself someone to someone's here. And there's still, as we're talking about, I figure, is someone going to watch this that's you know, done this year after year more successfully than me? And they're like, who's this kid? Of course. But, yeah. but if I have something to give now, yeah. I always thought if, um, say, Tony and I were doing a, a talk and someone thought, geez, I'm not going to sell you know, 13 gyms and, and turn a, a $10,000 loan into $10 million. It's just too yeah. daunting. It's yeah. like... Yeah. Uh, Grand Cardone's 10x. It's too, yeah. it's too big for some people. Well, I could come in whether I'm warming up the crowd or I'm the second act and say, you know, this is this is achievable. And I was there. Like this is not. I'm not out here to say let's. It's not eight figures to success. And making seven figures is actually a lot more um, possible than people think. And anyone could do it. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you caught me there with that trash because it's true. <laughs> yeah, because people look up to you, and you could you could totally pass that on now absolutely man and that's something that you know again i i gotta remind myself because i even get caught up in oh but then what's next yeah. and what's that next level and how can i keep yeah. elevating but no absolutely like even in podcasting even in this and that why can't i well yeah. why can't i help people and even conversations like this people are going to see that and i want i get fired up when uh, people i talk to who are like Oh man, how do I start this, this, that? And they go and start and they do this Flattering, thing. Flattering, yeah. Dude, I get these DMs now from people who are like, yo man, listen to your podcast every week and started my own company. Like, yeah, crazy. Yo, I just yeah. quit my job. Yo, do this. It's like breaks my brain open. And it's super humbling. Yeah. But that's, yeah, you're right, man. You can make an impact at any level. You're at, at any stage in your life. And that's why I'm really excited to, you know, share this book with people man like where can people find it Dad, talk to us about that well that was another thing so it took forever to come out that yeah. was a, <laughs> a real issue and then the pandemic i, I can't blame it on that it yeah. was it was i don't know two years behind i've lost track <laughs> but the beauty in it is again just how life works out how we were saying and it just is amazing sometimes when it was done i, I, I didn't hit my goal you know so i felt like a little bit of a phony. I was like, geez, I didn't, I didn't make it that year that I'm writing. I say in the end, ask me if I made it, I was on track. 
but anything could happen. I had a great year, and if it stopped there, the book would have been responsible for kicking my ass. Not that I was ever a slouch, but but then I kept. Then I started following my own advice. Then I just kept doing it, and then I surpassed the goal. And then the book all of a sudden was ready. So it was like, oh, the book's done, and I kept editing it and taking stuff out and finding mistakes in it. And then all of a sudden, it's ready. Just in time, like at the best time possible. That, that, that's so. not a coincidence, dude. That's, that's you putting that out into the universe. Yeah, and it even started. Uh, I remember that group with Tony and the guys. We were at a, a resort or a, a villa we rent in uh, Dominican. And I had been there, and a few new guys were on the trip, so they were taking them around. I said, I'm going to stay here today. I'm going to write. Yeah. And I wrote the majority, or got the sort of meat and potatoes of the book done there. So I was writing in this lawn chair in this beautiful resort overlooking the ocean and a golf course. Wrote and wrote and wrote on a yellow pad and it was just flowing out of me and I had it in this, like all the papers were still together. I threw it on the um, slate tile and I passed out in the sun. And when I woke up, the one sprinkler on this like multi-acre lot had just trickled down and blown up that yellow pad into like three times the size and it was soaking wet. And I just, you know, you have these moments where you say like, Oh my God, I, I did all that and that happened. Like, I'm not meant to write this book. Right, There's right. too many challenges. Yeah. So then I took all the pages off one by one. I put it on the hot stones in the sun. And, and after about an hour, everything was dry and legible. And then on to the next. And I just kept going. Dude. So there's so many, there are so <laughs> many impeding factors yeah. that would make me think, um, you know, the cost of it. Everything was just crazy it just speaks to the type of person you are man constantly overcoming these obstacles and i think like that's kind of a, a recurring theme that i see and that's kind of your your overarching philosophy but don't let me put those words in your mouth you tell me kind of to, to end off this podcast a little bit what is your philosophy for life what is what does chris the charity stand by and what are things you won't waver on the shared. The shared. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, good question. It happens all the time, and like the the obstacles that that face us. But you're never gonna not learn. You're never gonna get to the day where it's just easy street. So, <laughs> yeah. so obstacles. Yeah, that'd be boring. Yeah, it would be boring. <laughs> so instead, I could fall into this more easier than anyone to get. I want everything to go smooth and right all the time. So don't get all worked up about it because that's 90% of the energy. Just tackle the problem. Yeah. And it, it'll always, you're never going to run a perfect tight ship. It's always going to, things are going to fall off. Don't lose your mind. If you lose your temper, uh, which I'm capable of doing, you feel 10 times worse after. Yeah, you do. And you didn't get your point across anyway. So that's a constant reminder. And for me. you usually say shit that you don't mean, and then yeah. you gotta backpedal, and then you gotta apologize. Yeah, it's just and that a becomes the situation for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, I talk about that in the book, overcoming obstacles. I mean, that's just a life thing. It did never. Yeah. With with um, tremendous success comes tremendous responsibility. Right. You know, we all say to the person who's way above us, why aren't they sitting on a beach? Well, they're responsible for all kinds of people now. Yeah, yeah. So their life just got more complicated. That's... So it's easy for us to judge. People judge me all the time. Well, oh, uh, why do you always work? When's it enough? I mean, when's it enough? <laughs> At no point do you ever feel like, oh, I've got so much that I don't have to worry. Yeah. You, you have taxes, you have responsibilities, yeah, yeah. your bills increase. And you do, like I said, you feel like you're a flash in the pan. So you want to you want to build a bit of a um, 
you know, nest egg in case uh, the pandemic, the second wave isn't so good for real estate, right? Yeah, man. And uh, kind of a big thing, like my big takeaway there from what you said is like, your problems, like, they're always going to be problems. Yeah. It's how you view them. You know what I'm saying? You could view like something blowing up, something falling apart, your fucking book that you just wrote getting water spilled on. You could view that as a sign from the universe in a negative way. And like, ah, I'm done. Or you can flip that around and be like, you know what? This is just going to make the story even better. You know what I'm saying? For sure. (laughs) This is just a better story to tell. When I'm on the It's Not That Deep podcast, I'm going to have some funny shit to say. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah, man. I love it, man. I'm I'm really glad. I'm, I'm sure we went a little bit over time, but this is just so fun. It's great to chat with you. I want people to pick up this book. Uh, seven figures to success uh where can they find yeah, it together. yeah so seven figure yeah. to success seven figures to success.com you can order it you can reach out to me in any way if you can't or don't want to buy something online i understand i'll get you the book okay sweet and where can people find you online you could uh, chrislacherity.com um i have all kinds of domains but i won't hit you with all those <laughs> you can find just Chris Lacherity on google you'll find me Awesome. And LaCharity is spelled like LaCharity, but pronounced LaCharity. <laughs> I learned that the hard way today, folks. Um, Come. It's been incredible having you on yeah, the podcast, likewise. man. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, you inviting us here to your beautiful home and, and having such a great chat, man. I think it's the first of many, though. I, I don't think, yeah, I think, so, a, I don't we, think we're done, man. This, this is the tip of the iceberg. Series. Yeah. And you Absolutely. have so much to bring to the table. I feel we could dive deep into any of these topics. We just lightly touched on them but absolutely we didn't man. even get into chapters or anything but it's it's uh that the whole the whole to wrap it up in a nice bow it's not it's not about the money the problems will come money is a nice thing to li- eliminate a lot of problems yeah. but it doesn't answer everything but um motivation this is a motivational book but also if i could if i could write it again today i would probably add to the end game why you're doing it what's it all for and what's your purpose so the way you're thinking now at your age, the world's your oyster. Uh, I really appreciate <laughs> that, man. And uh, for sure, you know, we could have dove into the chapters of the book. But you know what? Let people just good. read the thing. Yeah, man. for it, sure. It's not that deep, baby. <laughs> yeah. We just, we, we touched the surface of a lot of things. But man, like, I, I'm very excited to have had this chat with you. Me really too. appreciate it. And for those listening, just remember, it's not that deep. Thank you. Thank you.